Hawaii up for September 24, 2005. Yeah, that day. Aloha and kia ora. This is Hawaii Up, show number 26. My name's Ryan, and uh, mahalo, thank you for listening. I'm proudly podcasting from paradise, but boy, today it's a very still, hot, sticky, and muggy paradise. And I'm thinking to keep things cool, I'm going to prescribe another double dose of music. The first tune is from a woman who made waves on the mainland before choosing Hawaii as her new home. And the second song is from a guy who's just too talented and smart for his own good. We are obviously going to check in with the wife, and yep, we're going to talk about Lost. But whether or not you like the show, we've got a big announcement you're going to love to hear. But uh, you know what? Let's get straight to the news. It's time for... Hawaii Up Headlines, around Hawaii and around the house. Well, uh, since you're listening to me right now, you know that those big storms that were lining up in the eastern Pacific and headed our way, they didn't actually wipe Hawaii off the face of the earth. Um, You know, I gotta say, though, I was pretty impressed and also frustrated by my fellow island residents. Um, Weather forecasters were really trying not to overstate the risk of a hurricane strike, and uh, it was they were all well over a week away. So last weekend I headed out early, or what I thought was early, to um, do all that storm shopping, and I was just stunned to find that, well, everything was sold out. Even Costco, which usually has water stacked up to the ceiling, was completely wiped out, and I found myself driving all over the place, uh, Walmart, City Mill, Foodland, Safeway, and, you know, the, the shelves were bare. Water, propane, uh, rice, uh, all that stuff that uh, everybody wants, and it was already gone. Um, you would have thought that the storm was right on our back door with uh, that kind of run, but at least uh, everybody planned early and there weren't any fistfights breaking out in the aisles of supermarkets. Um, anyway, though, Hurricane Hova, the first one, which was the most immediate threat last week, it passed well to the northeast of the Big Island and fell apart, and now basically what that system is doing is uh, blocking our trade winds and making things humid and bunching up a bunch of big dark storm clouds on the north and eastern sides of all the islands. Uh, we've had lots of uh, heavy downpours, localized flooding, um, and uh, even lightning strikes. Lightning hit two planes leaving Honolulu, um, one Hawaiian Airlines and one Aloha Airlines plane, and they both had to turn back, although everyone was fine, very little damage. And uh, lightning even blew up a coconut tree on the ground in Kailua. Uh, the storm Kenneth uh, basically stalled in the wake of Hova, and it's now a tropical storm also falling apart. Um, and further out, though, due south of Baja, we're now watching tropical storm Norma, and uh, she's just getting started. She's uh, looking like she's going to take an unusual counterclockwise track up toward uh, the west coast before arcing our way, or who knows, maybe uh, she'll take out Los Angeles, but... Uh, There's more than two months left in the hurricane season, and with uh, Rita swirling around in the Gulf, it looks like everybody in this country is going to be very wary of weather for a while. There was some good news on the gas front, as uh, gas prices fell about 30 cents this week, and that makes it just about the biggest price drop I can remember. 
Although, of course, it was dropping from the highest prices I can remember. And another six-cent drop was posted by the Public Utilities Commission for the gas cap this week for next week's gas prices. But, uh, well, the bad news is, of course, with Hurricane Rita churning up the Gulf of Mexico, we may very well see prices here bounce back up again in October as our uh, weird gas cap law ties our gas prices to mainland prices, even though we get a lot of our gas from Asia. Um, while some worst-case scenarios I've seen have mainland gas prices surpassing $5 a gallon, it uh, seems pretty clear that the gas cap is going to stay put for a while. I mean, since the 50-cent price hike in one week that we saw a few weeks ago wasn't enough to get Governor Linda Lingle to suspend the gas cap, it doesn't look like other large fluctuations up or down are uh, going to change her mind either. Gas cap supporters, though, you know, I've got to tell you, they must be tired of saying uh, this was all bad timing. Uh, and as soon as this aberration passes, then we'll really see this thing work. Just you wait. Uh, we're waiting and waiting in long lines. Um, I have noticed that uh, gas prices have gotten automaker fuel efficiency stories and alternative fuel stories back in the news, which is uh, good. I know uh, podcaster, uh, pod father Adam Curry, he's on a bit of a biodiesel kick. And uh, the Star Bulletin this week profiled the local company that runs the only biodiesel pump here. And uh, business is definitely picking up. Uh, biodiesel, which recycles cooking oil and other such waste, is starting to make its way into government vehicle fleets, you know, ambulances and fire trucks, as well as some private vehicles. And uh, this local company, Pacific Biodiesel, you could say, uh, you know, they've just been waiting for days like these to come around. They say that their price for biodiesel fuel has been about $2.70 a gallon for years and years. But, uh, you know, only last year that sounded like too much. But now, with uh, my wife just paying $3.30 a gallon right up the street, $2.70 for an environmentally friendly fuel sounds downright reasonable. Apparently, uh, Willie Nelson, the singer, is a partner in this company, and uh, they're looking to expand now to Nevada, Pennsylvania, even Texas, the backyard of big oil. So uh, good for them. Also on the transportation front, things in the local airline industry got kind of interesting this week. Aloha Airlines, one of our two major air carriers, found a couple of new investors that might be able to get them out of bankruptcy. Also, WestJet Airlines out of Canada is uh, launching five new flights a week between Vancouver and Honolulu and Maui. But uh, perhaps the biggest news is that a mainline airline, Mesa Airlines, a regional carrier based in Arizona, has announced plans to move into the inter-island space, jumping into the fray with Aloha and Hawaiian and Island Air, but only between islands, you know, not attempting service uh, between Hawaii and the West Coast, where uh, they're saying that it doesn't make sense, although Aloha and Hawaiian are trying that. The new local carrier will have its own name and a fleet of smaller 50-passenger jets. Uh, that kind of plunks them comfortably between Aloha and Hawaiian's larger jets and uh, those little turboprop planes, which, frankly, lots of folks like me won't go anywhere near. This new airline might be flying as soon as February, and uh, the Mesa Airline folks, I think, are basically sensing a lot of pent-up demand. Um, you know, uh, island hopping, flying between islands, used to be very popular and very common, but that basically died uh, when uh, the ticket prices jumped up after Aloha and Hawaiian were allowed to uh, collaborate rather than compete. And, uh, you know, you used to be able to fly inter-island um, round trip for about 100 bucks. And uh, now, depending on when you book, that same flight could cost you $300 or more. 
meaning basically that it can actually be cheaper to fly all the way to Vegas than uh, just to Hilo. So uh, if this Arizona company can take their lower operating costs and their smaller jets, uh, the local-only focus, and price accordingly, I imagine that locals and tourists could uh, definitely be flocking to them. The only thing I'm worried about is that they don't come up with, you know, a silly name like Mahalo Airlines or Ohana Airlines or Kahuna Airlines or something. So I wish them luck, but uh, I hope you guys hire some local consultants. Finally, in local politics, a bit of a flap has erupted over a recent appointment Republican Governor Linda Lingle made to complete the term of a Democratic legislator who left the Capitol. Now, Hawaii law requires the governor to appoint someone from the same party as the person who was originally elected to the seat, and Representative Kenneth Hiraki, a Democrat, recently quit his job to uh, go to the other side to become a lobbyist for Hawaiian Telcom. The Hawaii Democratic Party helpfully drafted a list of candidates for the governor, but Lingle decided to choose on her own, and she picked Beverly Harbin who it turns out ran for office as a Republican in 1980 and only officially joined the Democratic Party and only in fact became a Honolulu resident three days after Hiraki announced his resignation. That monkey business alone got the Democrats all riled up and even U.S. Senator Daniel Inouye spoke out. He said he was saddened and disappointed by Lingle's move, which he said does a great disservice to Hawaii residents. Um, But you know, folks, it got even better A great investigative report by KITV found that uh, newly Democratic, newly appointed Representative Harbin was on the hook with the state for $125,000 in unpaid taxes and had liens filed against her, all of this stemming from her family's failed car repair shop. Uh, The Lingle administration said, oh, they didn't know that their background check did not include finances, and Bob Awana, Lingle's chief of staff, actually went so far as to say that if they'd known about Harbin's money troubles, they wouldn't have given her the job. But, folks, she's keeping it, and although folks are calling for her to resign, she's steadfastly refusing, um, although her allies definitely appear to be dwindling. It sounds like Lingle did manage to boost the number of her supporters in the House by one, which doesn't really change anything in the balance of power, and uh, who knows what cost that will have for uh, everyone else. Not that the Democrats have their act together any better, though. You know, the 2006 gubernatorial election is right around the corner, and uh, they still don't have a name. They still don't have someone who's powerful or popular enough or crazy enough to run against Lingle. And they said that they would have had a name by last month. The latest person to put himself on the maybe list is former Honolulu Police Chief Lee Donahue. He was uh, pretty well regarded, but has absolutely no political experience. Another name out there is uh, labor attorney Gary Gill, although I'm not really sure if labor unions are where the power's at anymore. Finally, uh, the most popular name, and definitely my pick, is Big Island Mayor Harry Kim, who was, you know, really a voice of wisdom and reason when uh, Jen and I lived over there. And of all the names I've heard so far, I guess I'd probably vote for him. All right, uh, how about some music? Monica Backman, known better as uh, Kika, is an uh, incredibly talented acoustic folk artist who has played music all over the country, all over the world, actually, and uh, she now calls Hawaii home. She's been making music since she was three and uh, has gone through dozens of reincarnations uh, with dozens of distinct sounds and styles, 
but she's definitely found her voice, which some have compared to Natalie Merchant, but definitely taking more chances and with a sharper edge. This song is I Don't Care. It got a lot of airplay in California and has made number one on a number of online radio playlists. So it's got a good dose of folk, but with some Latin influence as well as African rhythms. And I really think you'll like it. So this is Kika with I Don't Care. Enjoy and I'll see you on the flip side. When I'm not looking, I could be hypnotized Wasn't searching for an angel Now I just want to go on all along I can't trace back to where they began to fall apart Where you lost the value of my soul and of my heart Can I tell you with breath I'll spend on you, that I no longer care who you are or what you do. Breakup song by Kika, Monica Backman. You know, since this summer, she's been working on building yet another band locally called Gecko Echo. But until you can hear them live, you can hear lots, and I mean lots, of Kika's awesome music online. 
You can go to soundclick.com slash Kika, K-I-K-A, or to myspace.com slash Kika. Her stuff is immensely popular among indie music fans, and uh, if you take the time to listen to more of her stuff, you'll quickly see why. Okay, let's check in with the wife. It's time for... The Pith of Pop, the podcast edition with my beautiful, lost-obsessed wife, Jen. Mahalo for joining us, Jen. Hi. And what are we going to talk about today? First, we're going to talk about Lost, and then we're going to talk about talking about Lost. (laughs) That's right. You have a big announcement to make. But before we get there, let's pick up where we left off last week. Now that the rest of the nation has seen the season opener of the second season of ABC's hit series Lost, I can ask you in full what you thought about the episode. Well, it seemed very big and very magical sitting there on the beach among all those people. And I thought seeing it the second time, maybe the magic would wear off a little bit, but it really didn't. It was just as good, if not better, the second time around. I would say it was better. I mean, I enjoyed it on the beach. It was great to see and feel the energy there. But being able to watch it without rain falling on my head or an umbrella in my way or a kid screaming at my feet, it was uh, it was much more enjoyable. And certainly with a second viewing, we caught a lot of things that we missed the first time. I think what really sells this episode, what cinches it from the start, is the opening sequence, though. It was uh, fantastic. Right. It was just great, full of little details. You basically see a man waking up in the morning to his alarm. He gets out of bed. He fixes himself a protein shake, he washes some dishes, he gets on his exercise bike, and he hears a great big boom, he sees some dust falling from his ceiling, so he gets ready to mobilize, he gets in his uniform, he gets in his boots, he goes to a little corner that's like a command center, and he hooks up this really complicated series of magnets and mirrors, and the camera just kind of pans up, 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 what looks like to be a big hole, and then finally you see Jack and Locke staring back at you. Yeah, talk about your big reveals. I mean, the whole second half of the first season was what's down the hatch, what's down the hatch, and I'll tell you, some folks were mad that they didn't tell us what was down the hatch, so the first thing they obviously show us this season is that's down the hatch, you know, this mysterious command center and this mysterious guy. And uh, you said it. I mean, the scene is just full of rich stuff, rich details and hints and clues that folks are picking apart. Right. You see the mysterious man typing the numbers into his keyboard. Later on, you see a, a mural full of the numbers and various other things. The man injects himself full of something in a vial, the serial number of which contains the numbers. There's all sorts of things like that. I think that it was just a really striking scene. It was really, uh, it really stood out in part because music played a big part in it to set the to set the mood. And uh, we don't really hear a lot of popular music on the show. Right. There was a Willie Nelson song, I think, in the second or third episode. I don't remember which. Um, Damien Rice is delicate in the episode titled In Translation. And now in this episode, you heard an older song, probably a late 60s track by Cass Elliot. Yeah, Mama Cass with Make Your Own Kind of Music. And I'll bet that song's selling really well on iTunes now. But this episode was also a Jack flashback. Right. We see Jack um, meeting his wife, his future wife, for the first time in the emergency room. That's right. Sarah is wheeled in after being injured in a huge car accident and also brought into the ER as the driver of the other car. And uh, our hero, Dr. Jack, needs to decide which patient he's going to help. Right. He He fixes Sarah and the driver of the other car dies on the table, and it turns out that that man's name is Adam Rutherford. 
Yes, and as devoted fans of the show know, um, one of the survivors, Shannon, her father's name was Rutherford. So there's an interesting crossover right there. Now, in addition to the mystery of what was down the hatch, the other big mystery we were still left with is what happened to the folks on the raft. And I guess that's going to be left for later, but we did see or think we saw one of those characters. Right. At the end of last season, Shannon was charged with the care of Vincent, Walt's dog. Um, Vincent has managed to get away, so Shannon has to chase through the woods to find him. And while she's doing that, she bumps into Walt, or at least a vision of Walt. And uh, he's very wet, looking very scared, and talking and whispering backwards. So, very creepy. Now, uh, Jack's backstory is really the anchor of this episode, and we're following him several years ago when he meets Sarah, and he's trying to build up the nerve and to allow the hope that he's going to be able to repair her in the operating room. So uh, he does the surgery and uh, basically goes for a run to clear his mind. Right. He decides to run up and down the stairs of a stadium, and at one point he falls and twists his ankle, and there's another man doing the same thing. And the man offers Jack some aid, you know, um, offers him some advice. It turns out this man was almost a doctor and is planning a trip around the world and bids him farewell saying, see you in another life. Yep, and after that mysterious encounter, Jack goes back to the hospital convinced that the surgery has failed. And in probably one of the better uh, heart-tugging, heartstring-tugging scenes, um, finds out that in fact he succeeded. Right. It's very, very powerful. You know, he's just tearful and, and saying he's sorry, he's sorry. And he says, well, you know, I wasn't able to fix you. And she says to him, then why am I able to wiggle my toes? Yeah. And uh, the parallels were quite clear. We're reminded of where Locke, who was also paralyzed, realized that he could first move his toes. So I thought that was really well done. But uh, meanwhile, back on the island, uh, Locke and Kate decide to defy Jack and go ahead and check out the hatch early. And uh, first, Kate gets lowered in. A big light comes on, a big bang, and she disappears. Locke goes in after her, and he disappears, leaving poor Dr. Jack to go in after them. Right, and Jack makes his way into the hatch. He sees a lot of the things that we see when we first go in, and he turns around. He's about to type on the computer keyboard, and he sees Locke standing there. Locke is obviously being held under duress, and we find out that the person holding Locke under duress is Desmond, the mysterious man on the stadium stairs. Yeah, I mean, quite a twist there, and a pretty tight turnaround between a flashback to right there on the island, and it's amazing to me that uh, Jack remembers Desmond. But uh, one thing that really stood out was the way he reacted to seeing Desmond. Um, you know, the incredulous look on his face, and he says, You! Right. It reminded me of the way that Saeed kind of reacted when, when he first met Danielle, the person that um, held him prisoner on the island. I thought that was a pretty good catch. I mean, when uh, we see that scene originally and Saeed reacts that way, we figure he's saying you as in the voice in the transmission. But now we can see that there might have been some recognition there. And it could certainly explain some of the irrational fondness and trust that Saeed has in this uh, cr crazy French lady. Right. So that was the season opener. I certainly wasn't disappointed. And uh, I guess the next episode will now catch us up with the Raft folks. But we know that uh, we talk about Lost quite a bit. We can't help it. It's a great show. It's filmed right here in Hawaii. But as I mentioned last time, I hear from folks who say that we talk about it too much. And I also hear from folks who say, hey, more Lost, more Lost. So, uh, Jen, what was the natural and obvious solution? 
we would devote all of our last talk to its own podcast. That's right, a spin-off, folks, a descendant of Hawaii Up, a all-lost show, and what's it called? The Transmission. All right, so it'll be coming very soon. I've actually started it up, and uh, I'll have the link for you at the site at Hawaii Up. But if you've been listening to us on the Pith of Pop and loving the Lost Talk or just loving my wife's sexy voice, you'll be able to get a huge dose of that soon. Uh, but if you're not a fan of the show and basically you've been gritting your teeth every time it comes up and clicking fast forward, I'm happy to say that the Lost Quotient of Hawaii Up will now drop precipitously and Jen's regular segment, The Pith of Pop, will return to more diverse and interesting general pop culture topics. But I'm really looking forward to this spinoff. Um, hopefully next week we'll get our first official show, although I've already uploaded a few back Lost Casts so folks can get to know us better. Um, so please uh, check that out. Thanks for joining us, Jen. My pleasure, and we'll catch you over at The Transmission. The Transmission. See you there. All right, how about some more music? Just this week, I bumped into Jamie Winpenny downtown. You know, Jamie's a tireless musician, a great writer, and uh, even an occasional blogger at the site I run, hawaiistories.com. Um, he was off to a gig at O'Toole's, and I was heading to work, but we got to chat a little. And I'll tell you, you know, he's just as uh, sharp and charming as he seems from his writing, whether it's in pieces for Honolulu Weekly or uh, on the Hawaii Threads message board where he hangs out. So when we crossed paths, I knew it was time to feature some of his stuff. This song is called Monster, and uh, Jamie says it's one of his favorites, and it came out of a project called Stubborn Boogie, one of his many forays into new music styles. And, uh, you know, ever since he first made a big splash locally with the great, great ska band Red Session, he's been doing cool stuff. And Stubborn Boogie combines rock, jazz, uh, country, blues, and ska, and it's been compared to everything from the Beatles to Weird Al Yankovic. So uh, this is Jamie Winpenny and Stubborn Boogie with Monster.
tears Held up to you She's on her way to a better world She's not the same though She's a different girl Because the caviar and the bacon and spread is a broken heart and the sex in her head. She's a monster now with a taste of blood and she tears it down because she cannot get it done. song off their musical experiment playing in traffic which jamie winpenny described as an eight cut demo disc that went horribly wrong you can find out more about stubborn boogie at download.com slash stubborn boogie or soundclick.com slash stubborn boogie what you really want to do though is uh, catch up with all the things that jamie's doing now He's uh, he's everywhere, frankly, but you can catch him and his Irish rock outfit, Doolin Rakes, every Saturday at O'Toole's Irish Pub on Nuuanu, and every Wednesday at Kelly O'Neill's Pub on Lures. 
And that just about does it for me. The uh, fun doesn't have to end, though, because you can always talk back, comment, or complain. You can call the Hawaii Up listener line at 808-356-0127 or send an email to comments at hawaiiup.com. Why do you listen to the show? What's your link to the islands? What's your favorite part of Hawaii? Tell me about it, okay? Now, Hawaii Up is probably going to take a little time off to get its fledgling spin-off going, so if you've just got to get your dose of gen or lost talk, be sure to check out the transmission. It'll be linked at HawaiiUp.com, of course, but you can go straight there by pointing your web browser to HawaiiUp.com slash lost. Or, of course, by searching in the iTunes podcast directory. Don't you worry, though. Uh, Hawaii is my first love, and Hawaii Up will be back, and we'll keep chugging along. Big thanks go out to Akamai Brain Collective for the great theme music. And to you, I say, mahalo a nui loa. Thank you so much for listening. Malamapono, please take care. Have a great week. Stay safe and healthy. Until next time, ahui ho.